Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, Webby, let's start at the top there with these allegations of a secret recording. Can you tell us the first part, what we know, what happened, and then let's talk about what may happen next. Drama. Big. Big drama. With a capital D. So uh, it was broken actually by uh, the Herald yesterday, or actually my age colleague John Pirrick, which makes it a curious mm, uh, event in itself, itself that it, the story was leaked to a Melbourne reporter who broke the story late after late late yesterday afternoon that uh, that uh, NRL executive an NRL executive had uh, recorded. Uh, the very confidential meeting between Andrew Abdo and players last Friday. Now, it's been suggested uh, to me, and I've confirmed this from the NRL, that uh, another NRL executive in- instructed that executive to to tape the conversation. Andrew Abdo, who I spoke to last night, was distraught about the whole situation and insisted both to me and he said it also earlier to the ARL commission that he had no knowledge of this whatsoever. Um Apart from the fact that it's illegal to record people without their knowledge, it also just erodes the tiny little bit of good faith that existed between the RLPA or the players and the NRL. Mm. And I think that's the main thing out of this CBA negotiation, which is basically just going very moving along at glacial pace. There's no what's going to be left of the relationship between the NRL, and its most important assets, which is the players. And that's uh, they felt very much duped by the fact that the NRL announced the salary cap increase on the 23rd of December without telling them, um, ahead of the CBA even being done. But this is, this is next level sort of um, uh, uh, secrecy to mm. be able to be sitting there and recording um, th- their recording what was said in a, in a private meeting. Why you would record that meeting, I don't know. The suspicion is that it's to, um, you know, so if anything gets leaked out of it, there's there's proof of what was actually said. But again, you can't just be recording, making secret recordings in, in, in meetings between the NRL CEO and the players, as it was. Um, it, if the if the NRL had any leverage in this discussion uh, over what happened with Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten. You know the, the players want to be genuine partners in the game, and then yep. that happens, and they they've they uh they, we've got three three days of headlines because of what's happened in Canberra. It was all eroded after this story leaked out. The NRL are filthy that think that think it was underhanded. This is this is shows you this shows you where the relationship is between the two parties. The NRL think it's underhanded that the NRL uh, that the RLPA has leaked this story. I can't and I couldn't fathom that. Yes, I'm going. Yeah, but hang on, you guys recorded it secretly. Mm. You're at fault, and uh, it's a bit hard to take the the moral high ground after you after one of your executives has has uh, privately recorded what was said in the meeting. And so according I to the RL, about it now. According to the RLPA chair, not only admitted to the recording after being pressed twice, but, <laughs> at, but acknowledged that it was inappropriate to do so, and then further acknowledged that it came 
the directive allegedly came from another NRL executive. So I agree with you. This is a much bigger story probably than anything that's come out of the CBA negotiations because it goes back to exactly what you're saying. That little bit of trust that needs to be on the table for two parties to sit together, you can butt heads all you like and you can argue all you like, but if there's no trust at the table, you're starting from so far back, it's it's almost irreparable damage. So, okay, that's the, that's the scenario at the moment. Peter Volandis has promised an investigation. If this happened the way that we're being told that it happened, I would say there are two people at the NRL who are very, very close, if not are going to lose their job probably in the next day or so. 100%. What else happens here? What, what's the next step beyond that? Well, they're meeting now. They're meeting today. We're meeting as, as we speak. But the word I'm getting is that they're so far they're, – they're getting closer in terms of the uh, – the NRLW, but in terms of the men, it is a long way off. I think it's been such a draw. I think both parties are to blame for going this long. I think uh, you have the NRL who, as I said, have eroded a lot of faith with the players who think that because they've thrown a huge amount of money at the players that they're just going to agree to a collective bargaining agreement. That said, I think the RLPA has been very obstinate I think their chief executive, Clint Newton, has approached this as if the players are Cessnock coal miners, and they're not. They're, they're professional played footballers with an average wage of over 300000 a year and a proposed minimum wage of 120000 a year. Like, I mean, I, I remember talking to Clint a couple of weeks ago and, and we were talking about the salary cap increase. So it's 22% salary cap increase. He said, well, you know that, that, all that a lot of that money will go to yep. the top end. Big deal. It's professional football. It's not an office. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just the reality of it. It's not for everybody. It's a bit hard to talk about an egalitarian uh, a setup in, in a football club, in a salary cap. That's not how it works. Mm. And that's how real life works. So I, I, think, I think Clint's been very noble in trying to protect those younger play, those, those players at the bottom end. But at the end of the day, they're still paid pretty well. And particularly under this new cap. And it's a very hard argument to put out there in public. And just on the what happened with the secret recording or what may have happened versus the Latrell, and I spoke about this yesterday, Webby. I said, you know what? The, the Latrell Jack White issue, and we'll talk about this in just a sec, is not the biggest thing by far. No. Nowhere near it. Your no. fabric softener is much, much bigger an issue. It is. But when you're sitting down at the table and you're trying to look at anything you can use, the NRL could well have said today or yesterday, seriously, boys? Seriously, guys, this is what you're bringing to the table. Well, now the players can sit down and say, seriously, NRL, this is what you're bringing to the table. That's exactly what I mean. Either let's call the whole thing off or let's park both of those issues and get the trust back on the table. So the strike possibility. Now, I've had plenty to say about this. And one of the things that I've had to say is that I don't like the idea of a strike. No one does. But that's the one thing that the players have in their back pocket and they've not threatened it, they've not used it, they've not come out and said that we're prepared to do whatever it takes because we are backing ourselves in this scenario. We're standing up for what we believe in. Sean Lane has come out and said, and he is a delegate, strike probably the last thing, but unfortunately you've seen historically that sometimes these things need to occur and then said... If it gets to that point, we'll be willing to do whatever's necessary. In fairness, Christian Welsh did flag this a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, <clears throat> but that's uh, – and I think another couple of players have as well, but but not to, as strong as Sean Lane yep. did yesterday. I was talking to a player a couple of weeks ago, a young player, 
I said, you're going to go on joking. I said, you're going to go on strike? He said, yeah, we'll go on strike if I have to. And I said, you understand you don't get paid? He went, what do you mean? I said, you go on strike, mate. You don't get paid for the period that you're not working. Hey, if anyone knows strikes, it's paper journos. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And we pick it very, very passionately. Yes. Usually at a pub. Around opening hours. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's um, a really good point. But exactly, I, I wonder how many of the uh, of the eight hundred players that the um, the CBA apparently covers. How many of them actually know you won't get paid, and how long are they prepared to wait out? The, Peter Valandis, is the cliche around him is he prefers a fight over a feed, and I don't think he'll back down. The, the conversations I've had with Valandis on it, he doesn't seem that. Um, that enamoured with the idea of, of conceding any more than they already have, mm. particularly with how much money they've given them. I've heard this so many times. I reckon this is the fifth CBA I've gone through in 27 years of covering the game. <clears throat> and you, this strike always gets floated. I think yeah. this is the closest it's ever been to ever happening. But whether they – I mean, <laughs> it's not that far – the season's not that far away. 22 days? Exactly. What, what are so, we up to, 22 days? I, since... And I've got, I have no confidence in it getting – resolved in three weeks if if the way things are at the moment and given what's happened in the last 24 hours has happened but the 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 players have put this on the table you know they flag this idea and and according to clint newton he's not the one driving the idea of a strike he's like the players are the ones that are that are driving the idea of of not playing football we stand united yeah real quick one then if there's no cba within 22 days does the season go ahead yeah Unless they go on strike, the, yeah. la- the last one wasn't signed. It was just it was just an MOU. So, um, yeah, I, I, I look. I would be surprised if there wasn't some sort of compromise before the start of the season because we all need each other in this game, Matthew. Webby's back, folks. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, or give us a call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy.